Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hear Me See Me podcast is sponsored by Zenoti, the number one cloud software for salons and spas. Because when people feel good, they find their greatness. I am Stuart Roberts, and I'm really excited to introduce my new podcast, Hear Me See Me. It's just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people. Some of the people that work in some of these places, many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. I had this idea after being inspired by a guy in America I'd seen cutting hair on the streets and seeing the difference it made to the guys who were there. This is more than a job, this is a calling. Hello, this is Stuart from Hear Me See Me Podcast. Today I've got one of our wonderful team leaders, um, Jackie, as everyone knows, is our Queen of the North. Uh, now, Kerry is our Queen of the bit further north. <laughs> uh, today, I'm talking to Kerry Jones. How are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Stuart. Yeah. yeah. Northwest, I suppose you could call me. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm geography. I was never good yeah. at school. I played up too much. So, <laughs> but you started off with being a volunteer, didn't you? You know, you, you came and volunteered for, with Jackie. I did. Um, yeah, it was it was quite strange because I think um, originally it was through a colleague I worked with down south. Annabelle. Um, Annabelle, yeah. Yeah. And she she did a, a post of her going to her first visit and volunteer. And it was like, oh, God, I want to do that. Um, and I think I remember the guy that you've spoken about years ago that you saw. Was it in New York who went out? Yeah, Mark Bustos. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw him, and I remember at the time thinking, "God, that's amazing! Doesn't simple? Doesn't yeah. cost us anything?" Yeah. Um, so through Annabelle, I think I got in touch with you, and yeah. you were about to have a knee replacement or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just a long time ago. And I was like, "Right, I'm going to call you back and get involved." But then I don't know, stuff happened, and I never got to call you back. And yeah. then saw that Jackie came up with you and launched, and I was like, "Right, that's it. I've got to get in touch." Um, yeah. I did, and yeah, the rest is history, like they say. So that session I saw you at Liverpool, was that your first session, or had you already been doing it a little while? No, I'd done done a couple before that. Um, So, yeah, I think I I did my first session was the one after your launch day. Um, So I missed the launch, um, so I missed all of that going on, and then saw that happen and and got in touch with Belinda, I think it was, and yeah, yeah, I spoke to Jackie, and yeah, away I went. So um, you then went on to, you now run eight centres for us in the northwest. I do, yeah. Eight, <laughs> eight brief centres. Um, and, yeah. yeah, we're getting more approaching us well, all the time, really, because they see us out on social media and think, right, they can help us and help our yeah. clients. So there's big demand out there. Well, before we go into it and, and, and all of and we talk about all of the projects and, and life in the north, Northwest. Um, tell me, like, what, well, like, because people need to know why, you know, why are we doing this? Um, and it's, you need the background for that. So, uh, where did you grow up, Kerry? So, 
So I grew up in Sussex, um, sort of halfway between London and Brighton. Um, oh, right. kind of, yeah, in between two towns. So I didn't sort of grow up hanging out in towns or anything like that. And, um, you know, I sort of relied on parents to give me a lift everywhere. And yeah. yeah, I kind of, I just knew that I didn't want to settle there. I wanted to get get away as quickly as possible for bigger, brighter things, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I did. Um but I think it was probably um, moving to London that kind of started to open up my eyes about homelessness right. and, and just seeing all the rough sleepers and everything's, you know, in London and just feeling powerless, really. Um, right. But I think at the time I was probably a bit too young to really get my head around what I could do um, yeah. to set to help that, really. Um I mean, you know, as a hairdresser, every single day you do somebody's hair, you're making them, they come in and go out feeling better than when they came in. Um, It's just about making them feel like you care, you listen, they're looked after and they feel better about themselves at the end of it. So it's kind of a no brainer to really just use that to, to help people who can't afford to walk into a salon and don't have what we have um for me it's a no-brainer so yeah but so you went like when you went to London was you did you move to London or would you start working in London yeah no I moved up to London um I worked for Tony and Guy for a long time which is how I met Annabelle who kind of um introduced me to haircuts for homeless and I'd kind of hit a limit with Tony and Guy I'd sort of like you know drained them for their education and training and everything (laughs) I like that drained them (laughs) I did you know it's like it was there I took it um but then I thought I just want to do something different so I shifted over and started to do hair and makeup in films and tv And so that took me up to London um, and spent about 12 years in London um, doing that, which was was amazing. Um, That was really good. What sort of work was it? Was it TV or film? It was a bit of both, really. Um, Being a hairdresser, I... My work tended to be a lot more period dramas and period films because the strength was on the hair um, rather than makeup. So I didn't go into, like, the special effects makeup blood and gore that wasn't my thing it was more like the hair focus um superior dramas which I absolutely loved it was brilliant yeah. hard work but it was really good you must have been on some big stuff if you was like over 12 years you must have yeah yeah and just worked with just really good um British directors uh you know Danny yeah. Boyle Mike Lee um really Mike Lee yeah, yeah, he was just oh, I love his stuff. Amazing, absolutely amazing person to work with, yeah. Because yeah, he's so. that it's like I love the stuff, it's because it's all it's a lot of it's unscripted, like gives yeah. him the freedom, doesn't he? To, yeah. To, yeah, it's yeah. a very different way of working. Um, because you're you're kind of almost creating the person as as you go along because they're yeah. creating themselves as they go along rather than having it all kind of really pre-planned. Yeah. so yeah that no, was good and what's interesting in that is um because i've got this you know like we all have this thing of just a hairdresser 
Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's, it's uh, recently I've done a little a tiny little video for Jet Hairdressing who are brilliant and uh, Jet Hairdressing are doing this thing because it was apprenticeship week and it's just trying yeah. to get kids to go back into apprenticeships yeah. And, yeah. And, and the value of this craft that we do. And look at that, like, you know, you think, you know, uh, I was saying about the, the so meeting so many different hairdressers doing haircuts from us, yeah. find out so much about their work and then you talking about it, I always presumed, you know, ignorantly, that when you're working on a film and all that stuff, that you're just in some corner knowing knows who you are, but you've just said mm-hmm. about working with the director. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. What sort of, how close is that part to it? Is it? Um, well, when you're working it, you're working under a makeup, hair and makeup designer, so they have the closest working relationship with the director. Yeah. Um, and I guess they kind of, they're, they're responsible for creating it along with their team. Um, yeah. We're still working really closely with the director on a daily basis because you're there, you're on set, you're tweaking something, you're hearing what they're not happy with, what they are happy with. So right. you, are, you are working really closely with them and also with the artists as well. Right. Um, with the actors, it's a really close working relationship with them. Um, hair and makeup and costume department it's a bit like the bond you have with clients yeah. you know you can you can quite often be their prop because they're not always full of confidence um yeah. and feeling secure in what they're doing so you're working with them quite closely and intimately before yeah. they then go on camera so um you know I think whatever however you're working as a hairdresser it's the same thing. You're working really intimately and closely and forming bonds with people about making them feel better about themselves. Yeah, because because uh, I, uh, I had a lovely uh, Annika Foni. She's she came on the podcast and she does a lot of the you know really sort of superstar music yeah. people's hair yeah. and. You know, she says you know like she can be flying around the world in a jet with with particular artists, and that's so it goes back to that hairdresser client relationship. Yeah. It's more than her just being on there to do the hair. Yeah. She also is that sort of confident, um, confidant, you know, and, um, yeah. you know, like it helps them get in the right headspace and all of that thing. Because yeah. the prep before the performance is is a crucial part because yeah. it's that makeover from them as a person to them as the character. That's it. You yeah. Know, and, and you're also helping them with their, you know, their, their mental well-being and all that stuff yeah. that we do. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and that, that like, you know, what a brilliant industry we're in, you know, like, yeah. that's like, how can you not love being an hairdresser, you know, like. No, that's it, I know, <laughs> I know. But that's it, you have to love doing it. You can't yeah. just do it because it's a job, because it shows in your work, I think. Yeah. And um, it is, it, it's our calling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's what does it as well, even with what we do. Um, you can't just, people say, we have a little bit sometimes of like, you know, like there's this thing of, um, I, I do get it, you know, like no no selfless act uh, is recognised, you know, that's that sort of, and because we uh, we sort of document, I mean, all these p- lovely pictures behind me of what we do. Um, but if someone purely goes into doing what we do just for that, yeah, it shows, if you're not doing it to be, if you if you've not got an empathy with 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 our guests and you're not really believing it, if you're just doing it for some sort of PR thing, it shows through really quickly. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. You're not going to be a long term um, volunteer or, or team yeah. leader with that. 
yeah, no, definitely. It's funny because that was that's an area that I'm I don't think I'm ever going to be comfortable with is having my photo yeah, taken my face on what we do. Um, it's kind of funny. The first session I did, I, Jackie sort of posted the photos after, and I was like, "Oh my god, I just got my eye serious concentrating hair head cutting face on." And I said, "Jackie, you got to tell me when you're taking a photo of me so I can at least look semi decent." <laughs> she just laughed, but you know, I, I like to warm me so I can breathe in a bit. You know, like, I like you know the group photo. I'm always, I sometimes I pass out when they take too long to fail. <laughs> oxygen but and, and the thing is you've got nothing to worry about because jackie's no. face jackie's face looks like no. she's extremely <laughs> constipated when she's <laughs> we call it a constipated <laughs> face because we're both dark haired we've kind of got that like serious dark look about <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so you did that for 12 years what did you go then back into salon work after that um, no, after that, I, well, kind of as part of my job, I, I worked on a film in Liverpool working with Danny Boyle. Um, and oh, so right, I yeah. In, so I was in Liverpool for three months and met my now husband hey. um, just out in town one night. So did the back and forth up Oh, and look, the red the roses night. behind you. Look, the light's <laughs> still there. Look, look at that, look. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so did the distance thing and then just thought... I don't, I've had enough of London, I'm ready for another change. Yeah. So moved up, um, but I never really got to establish myself up here. Uh, I tended to go back down to London because that's where my my contacts were and where I was known by the makeup designers. Um, yeah. And then I, I started having a family, so it wasn't really yeah. a job to go back to after that. It was too long of hours. So yeah. Um, so, yeah, I stopped and then just worked for myself now, set my yeah. own hours. And you're, you're freelance hairdresser now? I'm freelance now, yeah, which I'm really, really grateful to have that freedom and balance with yeah. life and work. So, yeah. I think I, I, I'd like to, I must have to, I must find out the, the numbers for it. But there's a very high percentage of our volunteers that are uh, freelance. And I think it's the freedom that allows them to yeah around uh, yeah, the sessions, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think... Um, most people do tend to have Mondays off, but yeah. I do get other volunteers that come to me and have said, or people that want to volunteer that have said, oh, I can do a Tuesday or a Thursday. Um, but it's, for me, that makes it a little bit trickier because I have to try and keep it. So it can take over my life. I could quite easily do this every day of the week, but I have to earn a living as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of have to strike a happy, happy medium with days. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think I think sometimes if they work in in a salon or a barber's, it can it can be a little bit limiting to the time they've got. Yeah, yeah. Because so, if they've got a staggered day off, then it's yeah. You know, there's only, there's a limit to the stage the stage we're at of haircuts for homeless. There's a limit to sort of across the week, you know, when when we yeah. can do it. Um, and sometimes I do get asked for centres. There was a lovely lady phoned me last week. Um, she phoned me on Thursday because she was doing, she'd just taken over this project after lockdown, just getting it going again. Um, and it was in North London, but they were doing this uh, thing on a Friday lunchtime. Right. You know, and I just said to her, look, I, I know, I said, the thing is, why you're struggling to get people there to cut hair? Someone had done the same thing. They said they were coming and then they hadn't told her they yeah. weren't. So she got yeah. there very last minute. Um, and I said to her, look, the, the thing is, I'm not going to promise you that I, I doubt very much I can get someone for you mm. because hairdressers have to earn money. Yeah. You know, 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday is still generically the yeah. the, the busy yeah. time. You know, that's yeah. that's your good days. You know, yeah. uh, I had a salon for thirty years. You know, like um, Friday and Saturday paid for Monday to Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, so it, it's it's tends to be why most of our projects are Monday to Wednesday. Yeah. Um, um, pretty. I don't. We've got very few any other time i do one in uh, knightsbridge in london which is odd because it's very affluent right near harrods i do one yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and that's a friday night but that's quite good because sometimes people are coming just finishing work in london and they just come yeah straight to that yeah uh, yeah it's 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 not a yeah it's a it's a difficult one um so how when we went uh, when I saw you, because uh, let's talk about the, what's happened with COVID, because um, with the with the lockdowns and stuff like that, I mean, we were flying like just to the point where we were going up another level with with charity yeah. um, before the um, the pandemic. Um, and I saw you there before then. That was at yeah. like, Chapel Centre. Yeah, <laughs> that drop in centre. Yeah, it was packed, yeah. wasn't it? It was just a yeah, great place. Yeah. It was amazing. And unfortunately, their, their setup has changed because of COVID. Um, yeah. And they're still not quite sure what they're going to kind of go back to. Um, we're still working with them um, in other. I've just lost you, my darling. Got me? Yeah, I've got you now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so they've got other centres, but then the main drop-in centre was, it was just brilliant. I loved it, it because they just came in off the streets. Um, they literally came from their night sh shelter where they'd slept yeah. or they'd come in off the streets just for a hot drink to use the computers for, yeah. you know, support for a counsellor. Um, and so it was just like this massive room of people, some not... And it was just buzzing, you know, they, they all just like, we, me and Jackie, I think, did 24, 25 people in two hours just whizzing through. Um, but that that did sadly have to close because of yeah. COVID. Um, so it's not, yeah, they haven't quite got that set up again. Yeah, I think there was talk of them building having a new building, wasn't there? Because that yeah, building was on they are hoping to have another hostel, but they... And that should be around about March time this year. Um, but at the moment, they splintered off because COVID, all the councils were given the money to put people up in, in accommodation, weren't they, to get them off yeah. the street from COVID. Um, and that pretty much worked. I think they had quite a large success of getting them all off the streets and yeah. putting them up in a, in a hotel. But then that that contract ended and they have to had to move out Um so we're just waiting to hear what what the new centre is going to be going to be like. Hopefully, it will be a similar setup um, because you know you want to reach as many people as possible. Yeah, uh, not be spread out too thin over lots of different centres. You to have one place where you're reaching a lot of people is just great. This is a challenge we've had um, for anyone that's interested because it's not as sometimes you see it in the centres like we've got the Whitechapel Mission. Yeah. In London, and you've got the Whitechapel Centre, and it's very much, they were very similar. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, like, the mission, uh, they do amazing work, and I'm still their biggest fan. 
But unfortunately, a year ago, they, I think it's a year now that they said we couldn't go anymore. Um, mm. And I, I was devastated because I got to know them guys so well. But um, what happened in lockdown, they, they had an office area and the lovely Sonia, who's behind me there, there she is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love of my life. She's, uh, um, she was in the office and she used to just sort of like in the corner and she moves the table and all that and we used to do it in the office. Yeah. And of course, like like a lot of things, when they when when it all got closed for a well, they never closed actually. They they kept it on a doorstep service. Yeah. But they used the time to remodel, so they set up a, a room for an extra Sonia. Um, and, and but it was all my permanently set in there, so we we had nowhere else to go in there. Um, and I, I was so so sad when she said, you know, she said. Like we love it here, but we just got nowhere to put it now. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and and the thing is, people see it like that, but that place was buzzing. And I, yeah. I I mean this in the right way, but it's almost like got the atmosphere of like a busy salon, you know, like on a yeah. Saturday. Yeah. You know, as opposed yeah. to maybe you go to a little residential centre and you've got two yeah. or three people. Yeah. That's the sort of like the equivalent of a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Definitely. And the other ones are like a Monday morning, <laughs> you know, like it's a bit yeah. like that. Yeah. And uh, you can't get, you know, that that buzz of the atmosphere and, you know, and the laugh. Because I want to, I mean, let's, let's remind people what what fun we had. I mean, you yeah. know, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, everybody I meet, it's, it's truly humbling because you can go in there feeling like, I don't know, stuff's going on in your life because we all have stuff going on in our lives. Um, and you walk in there and you, that just disappears because the humour and they're, they're, they're just their resilience, I guess. Um, it's just amazing. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And, and the, the stories they tell, the last they have for this is just brilliant. You can't beat it. I think also what always strikes me is how they look out for each other. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. You know, yeah, the, especially so in the mat in our um, the Whitechapel Men's Harm Reduction Centre. That it's for I think it's for men with sort of age forty and over with alcohol problems, and a lot of them they have a really hard time in there. They do, but the the bond between them all is just amazing, and yeah. between the staff as well. Um, that's that's one of my favourite centres. I just love the atmosphere when I go in there. It's just lovely. I yeah. just want to have them all. <laughs> I know they are just so so grateful, and they always ask how I'm doing. And yeah. you know, they they found out. You know, over the, the sessions, they found out that I've got two girls and the ages they are, and they remember. You know, I go back the next time. Like, how are you girls getting on? And you just think, <laughs> you know, you're asking me. <laughs> no. You know, it, how, how I'm getting on is nothing compared to how you guys are getting on. We, uh, it, it never ceases to amaze me. I said on Hetty's uh, one that came out last week that, um, hey, sorry, Hen, sorry, Henrietta. I'm always calling her Hetty because I've got Hetty and Milton Keynes <laughs> and Henrietta in the buses. But, uh, you know, like when we first done the first session on the bus and I saw, um, and from Whitechapel Mission, you know, I hadn't seen Bar- Bar- uh, Barrington for um, yeah, a couple of years, you know, and I just yeah. saw him on the corner and it was like, Barrington, you know, and he's, how you doing, man, and all that. Yeah. And I took his car, I said, I will be back. He said, tell me if you're going to be at the bus and I and I, I gave him my number. Um, and then Christmas, 
I got a text. I think it was it might have even been Christmas morning. Happy Christmas to you and your family. From him. From Barrington. Oh. You know? Yeah. It's like just yeah. He took his time out, you know? Like yeah. to yeah. how can you you know, like that's like I don't know, I had goosebumps. I was like yeah. really I said close it to restored, tears. It, it restores a bit of faith in humanity, doesn't it? With everything yeah. else going on, I think. In his life, if yeah. Can, if they can think, you know, think yeah. of you at a time like that, then it restores a bit of faith in humanity. Yeah, it? yeah. So if ever, you know, anyone wonders why we do it. Um, yeah, and it's, it's like any any challenge, you know, like as it's challenges, running haircuts homeless, and you'll know now being a team leader that you have that challenge that yeah. we, you know, we sometimes people don't do what they're going to say they're going to do and yeah. sometimes centres aren't as cooperative as other centres and all of yeah. the things that we do. And when the frustration comes, the next thing is you get, like, the Barrington yeah. Then just think, nah, I don't. I'm, yeah. I'll deal with all that. Yeah. This is why I'm here. I, 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 I'm here for these people. You know, these. Yeah. The, you know that that that's what I'm for, and I'll put up with the other stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and I think people have you noticed a sort of a decline in the amount of people pre-COVID to post-COVID, like the, the the amount of people that are willing to come and help. Um. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the people that I have on my team are amazing. They're yeah. brilliant. They're committed. Um, yeah. I couldn't do it without them at all. But no. I do just think, come on, we need some more, more people right. to get involved. Because um, there's two hours, you know, we, we are all sort of juggling, working and earning our money, but also giving something back. But it's just two hours um, once a month or as many times a month as people want to really but it is only two hours in the morning or in the afternoon so the way I see it is you can if you work for yourself you can always take clients either side of it and yeah. you know it, it isn't to me it's not a lot to ask and I think, no. I think that what you get back from it is just well worth two hours of time um, listen to Kerry everyone listen to Kerry <laughs> <laughs> be a Karen don't be a Karen be a Kerry <laughs> <laughs> because uh, there's so many 20 volunteers that are called Karen. But that's the thing. I think getting yeah. across to people that um, the good far outweighs the bad, yeah. like, by, by, by far. Um, and as well, our minimum requirement. So we don't we don't put any pressure on volunteers, but our minimum requirement before, like, please don't, please don't, like take up the role or, or you know think about being a volunteer if you can't commit to the minimum yeah now the minimum is is two hours once every six weeks mm-hmm. now that adds up to like yeah. something like 16 hours a, a 17 hours a year yeah now, if you can't spare 17 hours a year you yeah. may want to question your, yeah. <laughs> the balance in your life. And I, and I guarantee you, for, those, for whatever you lose monetary-wise or personal time-wise, it will be you'll reap the benefits a hundredfold for those. That's it. And, and I, think, I think the common question with volunteers is like, well, what, what do I need to bring? What do I need to do? Well, you don't really need to do anything other than show up with your basic kit. You know, you, you've got people like me, people like Jackie, um, all the team leaders, we we do the rest for you. We set it up and we're there to support you, to support the clients. Um, you know, you've just got to turn up and smile 
and have a laugh. <laughs> I love that. You've got to turn up and smile and have a laugh. Guys, we've got to make an advert out of this. We're going to have to, you know, this has got to be the advert of haircuts for homeless volunteers. Um, you know, and that's why, and you just touched my heart there because, um, you know, as you know, recently I was really, really fortunate. And I don't, you know, my kids reckon I haven't stopped banging on about it, but that's, that's, that's a falsehood uh, about me getting an MBE, you know. They say to me, yeah. Dad, you got an MBE? I went, yeah, all right, all right, yeah, all right. <laughs> but, um, but what I genuinely mean in that is, is, is like from what you've just said as well, I couldn't have done any of that without particularly the team leaders, the yeah. team leaders, you know, hundred percent of volunteers, you know, without, without, I'm just Joe Bloggs running around on my own doing it. So without the volunteers, yeah. it doesn't happen. Yeah. But a key element is those team leaders. As, as you just said, you get it going, you, you sort all out the, the bits and pieces you know, you you have a kit of stuff there ready for people to back them up. Are you liaise with the team and with the you know the team leaders are crucial to our cuts for us. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and then as Jackie did, I mean, going back to that, you started off as a volunteer. Yeah. Um, and then I had an amazing an amazing mentor with her because she is. I mean, you know. She is the queen of queen the, North, of the uh, North. Northwest and, and pretty much all of it in my books. Um, she she just, you know, blows anyone out of the water. <laughs> so, you know, to work with her and have her to kind of help me set this up was just brilliant. I just still yeah. got there, but it was yeah. that much easier having her to show me the ropes. And, you know, even now I'm still texting her every, you know, several times a week and going, oh, what are you doing here? And, oh, you're doing your dates. Like, you know, it's yeah. it's teamwork as well and I think um for me that was the other thing was because I work on my own um you know it's a bit it's a bit lonely I do miss that buzz of being in a salon so being involved with haircuts for homeless I've I've got my little team again to sort of bandy ideas around and connect with so yeah yeah for me it's that's the other side of it is I get something out of it because I'm working as part of a team again and that's uh, I mean I, I know I know for a fact that uh, it really helped. It helped me no end, and everyone's heard me say about that. But what they probably don't hear me say so much, it really helped my sister, Belinda. Yeah. Because when we lost the business, um, when I had to, you know, throw the towel in, um, she, 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 I had this to, I had this to focus on. At that point, she didn't, you know, yeah. and she'd been, she'd been mother hen to that business for 30 yeah. years. She was, as you know, Belinda, being mother hen to, yeah to yeah. these projects, she was that to the salon. You can imagine her, can't you? She yeah. was front of house on a Saturday. She was office, run the office like clockwork yeah. through the week. And she was really, even though they didn't always appreciate it, she was all the staff's mother hen yeah. as well. They didn't like it when she told them what she had to do, because no one likes to be told what to do. But they soon came to her when they had problems and she sorted a lot of stuff <laughs> out for them, you know. Yeah. So, And then she it stopped, you know, overnight because of the what nature of how it happened to us, it yeah. just stopped. And she would, you know, and, and getting her teeth into this, and as you know now, you know, all yeah. of that, it, yeah. it, it, without that, it, 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 it takes you away from the other aspects of your life, doesn't it? You That's know? it, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, I, think I, <laughs> I can't say enough about, you know, what people will, will get from it. And I think our... our 
our sort of mission for this year is to get across um because some somehow i need to, i need to change the message a little bit because we, we we see the images and we see what we do but uh, as you say with things like this is good yeah. because if there's hairdressers out there listening to yeah. this they, they may get a better idea of what it's like yeah and maybe we need some new videos laurel of kindly art said that they make some new videos with me um okay. but get across the fact that what great fun it is as well yeah yeah no definitely because i know there's people out there that want to get involved yeah and um and it, it i think everybody's nervous it's fear of the unknown isn't it and i didn't have a clue what i was gonna be facing when i first turned up um you know i'd spoken to jackie on the phone and she said, you know, you know, some people come in off the streets and yeah, they won't have clean hair. Then, you know, you have to let your, I guess your standards from what you expect in a salon go, you know, you're not doing your wash, cut and blow dries and, and your, your high standard finishes and everything. But what you are doing is, is giving them that human touch. Um, but I didn't know what to expect until I turned up, but it was, it, it just, it just didn't matter. That went out the window once they sat in your chair you were just working your magic like you do on anybody. And once you start talking to them and just start to get a feel of their stories and how they've ended up where they are, that's all that that's all that matters. Um, and I think once you've done that first session, that's it. You know what to expect after that. Um, I had a, had a new volunteer yesterday afternoon. He said, I, he said, I'm a bit nervous, you know, because I didn't quite know what to expect. And I said, that's understandable. That was me on the first session. But next time you come, you'll be fine. Yeah. Did yeah. he enjoy it? He did, yeah. No, he did. He did enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. yeah no, I think good. over the years, because it's, it's well over seven years now, um, I've only had really, I've not had many that have really said, do you know what? It was, it, thanks for the opportunity, but it's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe I've had more than that. They just haven't, <laughs> the ones I haven't yeah. heard from. But um, the couple that have sort of said to me, look, you know, I did, I did, I can see what you're doing. I love it. It's not for me. I can really understand that. Um, yeah. But also, I can say that it's such a minority because nearly everyone, yeah. it blows yeah. their mind, really. You know, you, you, yeah. you can't help but be affected by doing this work because yeah. it changes your outlook on other things in your life, I think. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. 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 No, you, you definitely, I mean, it, there's things that you, you can relate to, to an extent, but then you can't because, you know, people with drink problems and, and the drug problems and everything. Um, yes, there's other people that have got problems in that area, but it's actually nowhere near as bad as these people are dealing with. So it, it kind of, I think it just gives you, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say really it just helps you deal with your own shit that's going on I think yeah. and put it into perspective yeah. um, and it pulls you out of any rut that you might be in um because there's always somebody worse off than you yeah makes you yeah it feels full of gratitude you yeah know? yeah and then I do I must say that sometimes that some people come to me afterwards and say it's made me feel really guilty you know, I feel really guilty about everything I've got and, you know, all of these things. Um, and my advice immediately is to, is to turn that guilt into gratitude. Yeah you, know, yeah. you don't need to feel guilty about working hard and having a nice house and all of those things, you know, yeah. and having a lovely family. You don't need to feel guilty about that. But 
you know, if you can just appreciate it a bit more, yeah. then, then it's it's been a really worthwhile thing for you. Yeah, yeah. No, that's interesting. I've not I've not had anyone come with that side of it, but yeah, no, I can see how some people would feel that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've just said that. I've, I mean, it's just happened to me a few times where yeah. people have, have been like that, and um, especially because uh, sometimes it's such a polar opposite from people's life as, yeah. as i said i've got session stylists come and help us who, who are literally frying in jets around the world yeah. you know? and then they're yeah. they're in this little like you know homeless place and this this someone's yeah. got nothing and then they show them all this gratitude and it just blows their mind yeah. you know, like of the difference and that's it i think you know i think you, it's so easy to feel judged well you do feel judged by a lot of people in a lot of situations but not yeah. once do you feel judged by the people that have got nothing that they, they, they don't care they just care that you've given up your time to go there and, yeah. and given the time of day that's all they care about that's really interesting i've not felt, i've not i've not thought of that before but as you've said it that is there's yeah, no judge. they don't judge it's, you for what you've got and where you've come from no. and what car you drive or whatever you know it's there's they're the ones sitting there with nothing and all they care about is how how good it is that we've given up our time which doesn't cost us anything no and it's no. like it's just time <laughs> yeah just time that's all it is and that you know it is said there's no no such thing as an altruistic act and you know because if you're getting something from it yeah you're not you know it, it, it's not free <laughs> and we do get something from it you know yeah. we don't get you know that's the thing it's it's uh how can you not benefit from it you know yeah. and i i think we all knew how much we missed it when it got taken away from us yeah. as i've said before yeah. those months in lockdown i didn't yeah. realize how much good this this stuff did me yeah, because okay. I was left alone with my head, and yeah. <laughs> well, then I realised why I used to drink. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing as well that um, in my recovery, I spent the first few years helping other alcoholics. You know, in the way that we do, yeah, and then this just evolved into doing this, and now you know, like when I do sit down with someone, um. And we've got a lovely guy, Milton Keynes, called Shane. And, and I put something on at Christmas because it, I'd sat down a few times with him. I'd hardly seen him in two years, you know. I only saw him every few months. But it was almost we had such a strong connection that yeah. he was asking for me, you know, because I come a long way. I might be a few minutes late. Is he coming? Is he coming? Yeah. Um, and it's something to do with me personally. It's just the fact that that connection we've got as yeah. two, yeah. two struggling alcoholics, yeah. you know, like, and he... And then this thing he'd done at Christmas where he's got his own place and Sharon, the lovely team leader there, she put it on and, and he, she got a message with me. He's going, hello, Stuart, I've got my own place and I want you to know I'm doing well. And oh, I was yeah. crying my eyes out, you know. like it, it, yeah. And that's the connection we make. And um, I suppose that's why I've got that em- empathy with him because I am, I am yeah. one, of, one of them. Yeah. I am. I am that. But even if you're not, even if you, you know, you don't have to be an alcoholic to come and volunteer. You just have to be a human being, you know, like, and you'll relate in whatever way it is. Yeah. And you'll be shocked at how interesting so many people are. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Because they've all, they, they weren't born on the streets. They've all come no. from, they've all come from a huge spectrum of backgrounds and lives and careers and, mm. 
achievements, you know, um, and it's 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 fascinating. I could talk to them all day yeah. about it because it's just really interesting, you know, how people have ended up how they are. And do you think it's because not many people do talk that that's why they open up so readily? Um, yeah, I think so. Because um, I think sometimes as British people, we can be a bit like scared to be direct and ask questions, can't we? And I know when I started out volunteering, I was kind of like, mm, you know, is it a bit too, is it a bit too personal to say, well, how have you ended up in this situation? You know, where have you come from? What's your story? But I think they they enjoy telling that because they're not ashamed of it. You know, it's it's educating people that, you know, they have they have self they they are worth something um and they are people. So yeah, I, I do think that they do enjoy talking about it. I don't think somebody approaching them on the street is gonna gonna get that out of them or even really take the time to have that conversation with them. So it's a space for them to tell their story, definitely. And I think that goes back to the hairdressing industry is the yeah. fact that we are in that privileged position of really yeah. being, we're, we're in someone's space. Yeah. We are, we are, we're in their bubble. Yeah. That, that other things aren't. Even a cancer sits the other side, you know, yeah. on, on another chair. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. You want to be a cancer, yeah. you'd really maybe like stand behind them and yeah. <laughs> touch their yeah. shoulders yeah. and it'll all come out. Because that's, yeah. that's that magic thing, isn't it? You lay your hands on someone and it all just comes out. Yeah. Well, I did a young lad's um, a couple of, a session a couple of weeks ago and I don't I can't even remember what I asked him first of all, but I asked him something which just then kind of spiraled on and then he sat there and he went, Poor, I said, I feel like I've had a counselling session. I said, more to you than I have to my support worker. He said, yeah. What's what and it's like, well, that's just how it goes with us, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it just like you say, it flows and pours out. He yeah. felt comfortable and one question led to led to another and off he went. But he felt better after he left. <laughs> So what 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 do you want for the future then um for for what you do with us? So um I would just love to be able to reach more people. Um as I said we've got we do get centers getting in touch and at the moment as I say I have a great team. We we do we work really well together and we we work with the centers and we don't turn anyone a way that we currently work with but I would like to expand on that. Um and I need more people to come on board um, and make that commitment of ideally once a month would be really good for us yeah. um, to really sort of expand because there's loads more people out there that, that mm. need, need our services and need that connection. So, yeah, please do get in touch. Because <laughs> I think, because it, it all began with haircuts from us in, the homeless, in homeless centres across the country, mm. you know, but it cre- very quickly evolved into something more than the name. So yeah. we go to yeah. women's refuges, you know, yeah. victims of domestic violence and, you know, um, we, we've worked with ex-service people yeah. and, and all yeah. sorts of things. So it, it's opened up. I've even recently, I've noticed a, a, a real sharp um um lift in the amount of uh questions i'm getting from food banks right food banks are starting to approach me all the time now and i'm going to test a couple of them out a couple of i'm going to do one local to me and test it out um actually that's on my to-do list for today yeah (laughs) um because 
it is people in need. Yeah. You know, it's it's that um, if you need to queue for food, the chances are mm. you you probably could do with a little treat. You know, like and I think you you've know. said it before. Um, hope being homeless isn't somebody just somebody on the street. A homeless person is somebody without their own home. Yeah, that is moving from sofa to sofa or hostel to hostel or bed and breakfast. You know, it's not their home. They can't set it up. It's not secure for them, and that makes them homeless. Yeah, um, and there's loads of people in that situation, not just the people we see on the street. So it is. It's a lot of different people in a different different walks of life that need it. So we need we need sort of volunteers to come in, which then enables you to do what Jackie did with you. Is the mentor yeah. your, your team into team leaders? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know yeah. the ones who've got the time to commit to yeah. it, and yeah. you know, and then you can see you can sort of see how it does how it works, and we just yeah. need to get people back into into giving really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, come on board. Come on board. What a great way to finish it. Oh, Kerry, thank you so much. And um, I can't wait to get up there. I've done a little mini tour of the North recently. Yeah, I, yeah. I admitted that we didn't have enough, but we'll do. maybe we'll do a little mini tour of the Northwest now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come up and we're trying. Have you got, yeah. any, have you got any of your projects that are on a Tuesday? Are they all on a Monday? No, they're all on a Monday. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're all on a Monday at the moment. We, so We could we could come up and, and do like, so what we'll probably do is do the morning one on a on a Monday. Yeah. The afternoon one. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll, we'll nip down and do some with Jackie, one yeah. of the many ones yeah. on the Tuesday. Because it's quite yeah. good for us coming from Essex to go all up and try and do a few at once, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, well, I'll arrange that for the next in, within the next sort of sort of okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> busy man. Yeah, no, it'd be good. I'd love to have you. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Well, Kerry, thanks <laughs> so much. I really That's appreciate right. it. And uh, for someone who's done like their photograph, I couldn't believe you said yes to coming on here. But uh, I, I twisted. <laughs> I pulled the emotional one. I said, "Oh, it's going to help the charity." And then you, you're a hard man to say no to. <laughs> That's why you got to where you have got to. I don't know. My wife manages very well. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, uh, have a, enjoy the rest of your day. And Thank thanks you. for coming on. Yeah, Thank no you so good. much. Okay. Take care. It's just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people some of the people that work in some of these places many of them are volunteers but some of them it is their job this is more than a job this is a calling 